Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 248 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we could be saved. Help us receive the grace and power you desire for us as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what we can learn in John chapter 2. We read about the wedding feast where Jesus turned the water into wine. We've talked before about how obedience led to this miracle. The servants were told to fill the six water pots with water, which was something they would have done many times and did that day. In their obedience, Jesus performed a miracle. May we do the tasks we've been given today with a renewed sense of expectation, knowing the Lord comes to us with miracles as we are obedient to him. Jesus' mother was at the feast, and it was she who asked him to help with the wine. He told her that his time had not yet come. However, he prepared to do this miracle. As a mother, I relate. It seems I'm usually a step ahead of my sons, and I help them prepare for the next thing. May God bless all the mothers today as they raise their children and do all the things they do to keep their children moving in a godly direction. Next, Jesus went to the temple, saw all the selling, and drove the people out of the temple. They sold oxen, sheep, doves, and even money. People brought their money that had to be changed to temple money, which cost money. We read about Jesus' jealousy of his father's house. In verses 34 and 35, we read that Jesus knew the hearts of men that day, and he didn't trust them. First, let us be careful with whom we trust. Jesus didn't trust many people. He shows us to be careful here. Second, he still reads and knows our hearts. He knows us better than we know ourselves. May we give our whole hearts to him. Let's see what Paul is teaching the Galatians in chapter 4. Paul continues writing about the law versus grace. He writes about the days when everyone lived under the law. Those days were like those of a child. The Gentiles were adopted into the fold and became sons of God. And this is the good news of the gospel. In verse 6, he wrote, And because you really are his sons, God has sent his Holy Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Father. How fortunate are we to call the creator of the universe our Father. May we praise the Lord for his goodness to us today. In verse 12, Paul begs the Galatians to become free as he was. He even said he had become like them, a Gentile. He was free from the bondage of sin and law because of Jesus' sacrifice. He spends a fair amount of time comparing the law and grace to Abraham's children, one born to Hagar, the bondwoman, and one to his wife, Sarah, a free woman. He wraps up this chapter in verse 31, writing, So, brethren, we who are born again and not children of a slave woman, the natural, but of the free, the supernatural, may we take our place as children of God saved by grace and praise the Lord for making us his. Well, let's see what we can learn in Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah writes a story about a vineyard. God is the owner of the vineyard and the people are the vineyard. In this story, the owner did everything he could to reap a fabulous crop, but the crop only reaped wild grapes. God set the people of Judah up with everything they needed, everything that could have made them successful as his people, but they rejected him. They rejected the law he set forth for them and the commandments he gave them. They went against his will and now he would be against them for they were a wild people. Isaiah writes again about the rich people oppressing the poor. Verse 16 tells us God is a God of justice. He is holy and he will judge accordingly. We read about his judgment, which is against Judah. They will indeed suffer as we read all the woes in verses 20 to 22. 
Verse 25 says, God's anger is kindled against his people. His hand was against them, and he will raise up their enemies against them. In chapter 6, King Uzziah died. He ruled for over 50 years and was considered a good king, a king who did right in the sight of the Lord. He did, however, become prideful and in his older age went into the temple to burn incense to the Lord, which was unacceptable because only the priests had this right. He was immediately stricken with leprosy and lived alone until he died. However, all in all, he ruled well. We are immediately taken up into heaven in Isaiah's vision. He saw God sitting on the throne with seraphim round about him, so his face and feet were hidden. Even the angels could not look upon his face. Isaiah heard them worship the Lord, calling him holy. Yes, our Lord is holy. Isaiah recognizes his sinfulness when confronted with the holiness surrounding him. He also recognized the sin of the people. The sin was burned off with a lump of hot burning coal. We read about the Holy Spirit fire of God in the New Testament and see that Isaiah experienced it in a vision. God asks whom he should send to his people and Isaiah accepted the call. Then God told him the people won't hear or understand him. Imagine taking a calling that reaps no results, except the results were what God wanted. The Lord may have a mission for us that doesn't seem to satisfy our human hearts, but it will satisfy him. I see that we need to heed the call whether the results seem good to us or not. For Isaiah, he was to speak to the people until they were completely destitute. There would only be a tenth of the people left, but these few people were chosen by God to remain. May God's will be done in our lives, and may we heed his call. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 67. Verse 1 is a special blessing, similar to the one God gave the Israelites in Numbers 6.25. Verse 1 says, God be merciful and gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us and among us. And verse 2 tells us why we need this blessing. That your way may be known upon the earth, your saving power, your deliverances, and your salvation among all nations. Yes, may God's way and his saving power be upon us. With this in mind, people turn away from their idols and thank him, as verse 3 says. This song gives us perspective, spiritual perspective. May our hearts turn to the Lord today. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for making a way for us to be saved through your grace. Thank you for making us holy in your eyes. Keep us seeking you in your perfect will for our lives. Help us accept the call you give us and be obedient to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.